Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Snug Wrestling. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. And now, making his way to the podcast studio all the way from Sacramento, California, he eats, sleeps, and breathes pro wrestling. He is the best self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world. Wrestling is still real to him, and he is here to keep good wrestling alive. He is the host of Snug Wrestling Podcast, the one, the only, Edgar Avila. The season premiere of Friday Night SmackDown, and we got new GM managers announced for Raw and SmackDown just in time for the Survivor Series. The return of the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns, as well as another tag team return, and we also got more news. And we're going to be going over all of that on episode number 72 of Snug Wrestling Podcast, the only podcast where wrestling is still real with me, your host. My name is Edgar, the world's greatest wrestling analyst in the the world we are going to be going over friday night smackdown the episode where all the stars aligned here but first let's get into the news Tony Khan was really showing his ass on Twitter during this whole Tuesday night war that went down earlier this week. Tony Khan went on Twitter and took some aim at Triple H or Shawn Michaels by saying something about those bald assholes or that bald asshole, something along those lines. But it doesn't end there because after AEW and NXT went head to head and AEW lost in the ratings, Tony Khan sent out another tweet or an X or whatever you want to call it about John Cena and The Undertaker appearing on a show that earned under 1 million viewers for the first time in decades. So Tony Khan, he's taking credit for Undertaker and Cena being a part of a show that didn't do over a million views. And Tony Khan seems to be really proud of that. It was also mentioned, this is really personal for Tony Khan. This competition, this quote-unquote war that's going on between the two companies. And there was a story that came out about Tony Khan's mom being in the hospital. And while Tony Khan's mom was in the hospital, that WWE was allegedly making things really difficult for Tony Khan. Tony Khan accused the WWE for coming after his talent during this hard time in his life, in his family's life, in his mom's life. And this is public information. Tony really told the people the story, which also kind of fits into that narrative that, you know, WWE is this big evil empire that's going after this little mom and pop shop wrestling company that is AEW. So a lot of people are buying into that. A lot of people are siding with Tony Khan with this, that WWE is the big bad bully that put all of its big stars on the same night at his company. They got Undertaker and John Cena because they wanted to shut down AEW. And a lot of people are just laughing out loud at Tony Khan and his crazy tweets and how he goes about things. Especially a lot of the old heads that were in the industry. They don't believe that this is a way that a owner of a company, not just a wrestling company, but a company in general should be conducting himself on the internet the way that Tony Khan has. And that's it for the news because I want to get into the fun stuff. But let me know what you guys think so far about this Tony Khan news that's been going around at Snug Wrestling on all my social media accounts. But enough about that. Let's do it. WWE Smackdown October 13th, Tulsa, Oklahoma. 
This episode is a season premiere and it's also the return of Roman Reigns is going to be taking place. And to open up the show, we start off with John Cena with a big pop. The C Nation is still running wild, brother. And John Cena gets quite the reception. John Cena welcomes the WWE Universe to the season premiere of SmackDown. And as soon as John Cena finishes that sentence, Roman music hits. And we're not wasting any time here. Let's get the Tribal Chief out there with John John Cena and there is no one in that arena in that entire place happier to see Roman Reigns back on Smackdown than Paul Heyman the entire entrance of Roman Reigns Paul Heyman never stopped looking at Roman Reigns and that's saying something because Roman Reigns has one of the longest entrances ever like Undertaker status type entrance this shit takes a long time for Roman Reigns to hit the ring and it's Roman over 1000 days as undisputed champion and the WWE they have a 360 camera view shot to show everyone in the arena and there's no empty seats there's no hard cam spots here in the show not one empty seat in the arena Roman told John Cena I'm back now and you can leave or I'll make you leave. And John Cena, he's not going to challenge Roman Reigns because he hasn't earned it, but he knows somebody that has earned it. And LA Knight's music hits, and this is perfect. LA Knight, he gets the big pop, and all the stars are aligning again on this show. Just like NXT, a lot of top star power on this Friday night opening of SmackDown. But when LA Knight is coming down to the ring, Roman Reigns has this face of, he just seems confused. Like, like, who the hell is this guy? And Roman might not be very familiar with LA Knight because while Roman was gone, LA Knight has been getting over. And if you think about the time frame before Roman Reigns took that hiatus, LA Knight was still kind of struggling and still slowly making his way up the ranks. And then you fast forward a couple months later and LA Knight, he's everywhere now. And Roman tells LA, I've been the champ for a really long time and I've done things in this game that you can't even imagine and who does la knight think he is and why does he think he can step in the same ring as roman la knight was responding to roman and he was spitting some facts and gets attacked by jimmy from behind and then la knight challenges solo sokoa so the main event is said is going to be la knight versus solo we get another return the pretty deadly are back and they're going against the brawling brutes and these two teams they're picking up right where they left off the pretty deadly their last tag team match was versus the brutes and this was the match where one of the guys from the pretty deadly got injured the brutes they're coming back from winning at nxt in that bar fight in that six way that they were in but the pretty deadly they stole the win elton he was selling the knee like holland had injured him again but it was all a rouge but even after this win pretty deadly are back to square one they're back to being goofy again Again, just like they were when they first started when they first got called up to the main roster the pretty deadly were doing some goofy vignettes and they were off to a pretty ridiculous start but then you fast forward a few weeks the pretty deadly they started getting some wins they had a great match versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn at the time Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were the tag team champions the pretty deadly won a tag team tornado match giving them the number one contender spot and they were winning some pretty big matches 
Jose being the pretty deadly. But that unfortunate injury that happened versus the Brawling Brutes put the pretty deadly on the shelf for a few months. And now they're back and now they got to work their way back up to that spot where they were at before they left. Then Carlito, he had an interview. Carlito is back and he is a SmackDown superstar now. And Carlito described his return in one word, cool. So it's good to see Carlito back, but Bobby Lashley, he tries to welcome Carlito, but instead Carlito challenges Bobby Lashley to a match. Before Bobby Lashley can even answer, Carlito also gets attacked from behind by the Street Profits and we go to commercial break. A lot of attacks from behind a lot of baby faces getting attacked from behind on the show la night now carlito when we come back from commercial break carlito is being attended by the referees and some of his faction members and bailey comes over and starts talking smack while carlito is on the floor getting attended and no chill by bailey here she doesn't care who it is if it is carlito a legend in the wwe who has been in the company going way back for many years Bailey does not care. She's like, what's what's up with this pity party? No, let's let's keep it moving. But Selena Vega gets in Bailey's face and they're gonna have a match later on. Roman asks Jimmy, what are you doing? And Jimmy says, I'm trying to be like you. I'm calling the audibles. I'm making the plays. Okay, well, since you wanna be a quarterback, since you wanna play quarterback, what would you do? Jimmy responds, get Jay. I wasn't really sure what he meant by that. By get Jay, does he mean like recruit Jay? Does he mean hurt Jay? I wasn't really sure what, what that was about. But Roman Reigns says that they can't have Jay running around with Cody and being champions. The belts, that's what's important. Roman Reigns wants the bloodline to get those belts because Jay Uso is disrespecting the family and we can't have that according to Roman Reigns. So Jimmy agrees with the big yeet, but Roman's like, no, no, no i don't like that so it's good to see roman reigns back getting everything back in order we really miss roman reigns on the blue brand handling business bailey versus selena vega bailey ends up getting the win and pins selena vega with a distraction caused by eo so eo helped bailey get the win here and bailey breaks a losing streak bailey has been doing a lot of jobs as of late but finally managed to get a win here and there's a little afterbirth and I say it's a little afterbirth because this was a weak one. Before anything else can happen, Charlotte hits the ring and clears the heels from the ring. So Charlotte comes out for the save for Selena Vega. Up next, we had Triple H, the game, the head of creative, the head honcho in the WWE, and Adam Pearce is also in the ring. Triple H announces that Fastlane is done. Next up is Crown Jewel and Survivor Series is right around the corner. Triple H thanks Adam Pearce for all his hard work and overseeing both shows raw and smackdown and informs adam pierce that he's gonna get promoted adam pierce is gonna be the new gm for raw and i was like wait wait a second that's a promotion i thought this entire time adam pierce was the general manager already but i guess he wasn't but now officially adam pierce is gonna be the general manager for raw and announce the new general manager for smackdown but before he can do that 
that guess who ended up interrupting triple h here yes of course someone from the judgment day like always dominic mysterio comes out and interrupts because the judgment day they have to interrupt someone every single episode and dom gets the mic and he's speaking and the people are booing triple h says wow i always thought they were pumping in those noises dom doesn't think that it's right that cody and jay are defending the tag team championships on smackdown because the judgment day have a match on monday night raw i'm not sure why dom cares about this i mean if they're gonna have a match on friday hell give them another match on saturday and on sunday as well so by the time monday comes around the judgment day are gonna go up against a very tired and possibly weak tag team champions but nevertheless it wasn't triple h that made this match on smackdown it wasn't adam pierce it was nick aldis who made the match and trip introduces aldis no pop no one in that arena in that wwe crowd knows who nick aldis is nick aldis introduces the new smackdown superstar and it's kevin owens this of course comes back from jay uso making the jump from smackdown to monday night raw when cody rhodes pulled jay uso over to the red brand and there was someone that was being teased to move from raw to smackdown and everyone thought that it was going to be cody cody's going to go to smackdown but since cody rhodes is one half of the tag team champions now he has a ticket to jump from raw to smackdown now so the new smackdown member is kevin owens kevin owens shows up to smackdown alone no Sami Zayn. so Sami Zayn and kevin owens they're on separate brands which most likely means they're no longer a tag team and it's about time they do something different with those two because that tag team it ran his course and i'm glad that they're scrapping that and now kevin owens he's gonna do his own thing Sami Zayn, he's gonna do his own thing and i think that's lovely so we get a new smackdown gm we get a new raw gm and this is just in time before survivor series so everything is coming together for that big pay-per-view we get a new bloodline segment kevin owens is on roman's show cody is on roman's show jay is on roman's show and jimmy he's on roman's couch jimmy keeps saying yeet yee and jimmy he's like the ugly duckling now in the group chelsea green is backstage with nick aldis nick aldis he's already dealing with karen's charlotte walks in and okay now we're cooking and next week eo sky is gonna go up against charlotte for the women's championship and then jade walks in jade is also on smackdown jade and charlotte meet face to face for the very first time so we've been seeing jade show up randomly and just make appearances like this she did at Fastlane. Jade showed up on SmackDown and NXT. We still haven't seen Jade in the ring. We still haven't seen her in action. And we still don't know what the plans are. Is she going to go to Raw? Is she going to go to SmackDown? We don't know. But I think this is the first time we see Jade Cargill go face-to-face with someone. And I think that this is going to be the match that's going to go down at WrestleMania. Jade Cargill versus Charlotte. Cody and Jay versus Austin Theory and Grayson Waller and I know this is Smackdown this is the blue brand but does everyone have to wear blue on this show literally everyone was wearing fucking blue on this show even Nick Eldis was wearing a blue suit and this is for the tag team titles the tag team titles are on the line I'm not sure why they're on the line champions they can still have non-title matches right I mean if this was a non-title match maybe 
I don't know. I'll probably get into this match a little bit more. No matter how great Austin Theory is, it's great that he's having matches versus top guys like Cody and Jay. I do not believe that Theory and Waller are going to take the belts from Cody and Jay. Unless someone gets injured or someone gets hurt and they have to call an audible. Get it? Get it? See what I did there? No, I'm just joking. I shouldn't be joking about injuries and wrestling injuries. That's just no joke. Bad Edgar. But Grayson Waller, he really went up to Cody and told Cody with his Aussie accent, you ain't on my level, lad. And I'm like, Waller, just stop it. Cody gets the super duper hot tag. The baby face, they have their comebacks. They hit their finisher, the 1D and the crossroads. And I think that's what they called it. But I got some of my listeners gave me some ideas of what to name that finisher that Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso are doing. And let me tell you, these people, they did not disappoint. I got one of my favorites was the Usi Cutter. I also got the Samoan Cutter, the KOD. And one of my personal favorites, the Yeet or the Yeet Cutter cutter cody rose and jay uso ended up getting the win here and after the match roman's music hits solo and jimmy they come face to face with the tag team champions and roman reigns comes to face with cody rhodes nick aldis the security the referees the pope the mall securities everyone comes out to make sure that nothing happens here between all of these guys but first the face-off with solo and jimmy the stare down that they had with the tag team champions Jimmy and Solo are going to be going for the belt so we're definitely going to be seeing jimmy and solo versus cody and jay at some point and then the roman and the cody stare down and this had finished the story cody vibes written all over it cody is in the position to have all the gold can you imagine cody finishes the story and has the undisputed tag team champions if that were to happen that would have all the cody naysayers with their mouths closed that say cody rhodes is nothing but a man Carter. Cody Rhodes will never finish the story. Well, Cody Rhodes is literally standing with the Undisputed Tag Team Champions going face-to-face with the Undisputed wwe champion and then the main event la knight versus solo sokoa la knight he showed some great moves in this match he did a nice counter where he countered a suplex into a nice looking neck breaker la knight tries to pick up solo but he can't and there was some weird lighting going on in the middle of this match they were having some lighting issues and it was really distracting right when i was getting into this match the lights got bright out of nowhere and we go to commercial break and that totally took me away from this match the commentators they did not sell the lighting issue so this was not part of the show we come back from commercial break and solo sokoa is getting heat on la and the people get behind la knight la knight fights back solo cuts him off and they go back and forth but la knight he's building his comeback slowly la knight manages to lift up solo sokoa for a slam and they both get a double clothesline and both men are down and that's when jimmy hits the ring then john cena and then la knight hits his finisher on solo and gets the big win over solo sokoa la knight is celebrating in the corner and when he turns around he gets a big spear from roman reigns and you can hear roman reigns say this is why i'm the legend you're just an overnight success 
And that was the closing of Friday Night Smackdown. This was a star-filled show. Great opening for the season premiere of Friday Night Smackdown. And man, what a way to get hyped up for the next pay-per-views. Because we got Roman Reigns back and we got the next competitor, which is none other than LA Knight, the biggest babyface, the fastest rising star in the WWE. Man, let me know what you guys think. Hit me up at Snug Wrestling. Thank you guys for listening and we'll talk soon.